0: Uh, hey again Anchor. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about Freud on uh, civilizations and its discontent. Uh, it was written in 1929, the year of the stock market, I believe it's the year the stock market crashed the Great Depression in America, and it's right before, uh, it's, you know, very a little bit of time before World War II, and you know, Freud is in Europe. Uh, and so he's writing this, and he becomes very famous, and he becomes one of the modern, um, you know, psychoanalytics that they build lots of Western thinking systems on, and uh, mental health practitioner systems on. Uh, still, even to this day, people take classes on metaphysics and psychoanalytics. I took one on a woman who's published, uh, with a woman who's published and writes a lot about Freud and uh World War 2 and the Nazis. Uh and she's uh she's uh, somebody who teaches psychodynamics uh and also uh, is a mental health practitioner uh and is published in many academic journals and has books in the library, etc. Anyway, I took a class with her with about 20 people and she taught this book uh, as one of the one of the one of the books um and a lot of it is on uh civilization. Uh it can only sustain with the certain uh, principle of eros and thanatos. Eros being love and thanatos being death. And uh eros as like the preservation of the self and the 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 wanting of the other, the desire to have sex, the desire to procreate and the desire to stay autonomous for the self and love the self for eros and for Thanatos, uh, for civilization to stay alive, the not wanting to uh, act out on any uh, death fantasies, the not wanting to destroy, the not wanting to kill the other or the self for the preservation of the whole. And there's a lot of struggle between, um, there's a lot of struggle between the individual uh, and wanting to be an individual uh, and and battling with, you know, fitting in also, but not being, you know, too much of a loser and wanting to be too much like everybody else. And uh, there's a lot uh, with that with civilization where people become discontent as a result of it because there is a struggle with that. Where sometimes they get blocked if they're too much of an individual uh, or sometimes they kind of feel like a loser if they too much like everybody else. So this is one of the one of the problems with civilization. They need to have the Eris and Thanatos uh, sort of um, principles uh, operating, high high operation, for for civilization to flourish on the levels of uh, modern man's understanding of what civilization is. And so he wrote this right before World War II and the year of uh, the Great Depression in America. Um, Uh, And it's very popular, and and it's uh, something that's taught a lot in in psychoanalytics. And, you know, you sit in groups, and you talk about lots of things, you think about it with other people studying this at the same time. Uh, And um, I think I wrote one, uh, a paper. Uh, We got to, like, pick if we want to do something that we think's a problem with civilization. And I picked something about technology and the sublimation of the female Uh, And how there can be criminal technology spellers that possibly, and that might be eternal, uh, that steal the female uh, after she reaches a certain precipice. If she's too much of an individual, Uh, Lady Liberty, for example, is a symbol of the female freedom. Uh, She's holding a torch. Uh, Fire can be uh, a symbol of burning. Uh, which can be a symbol of uh, removing of a system, but it also can be a symbol of giving light and warmth and keeping in the system. So it has a duality to it. Uh, And she's green. And green oftentimes is the color of alien, not of a human woman, but of alien. Uh, And so she's maybe an outsider that looks over us, and maybe she's human, maybe she's not. Who knows what they're trying to say with that she's green. And of course, uh the, the money is green, but the money has uh the pyramid on it with the all seeing eye and what are they trying to say? And again it goes back to uh with old world religions that the Jews were slaves to the Egyptians and uh we're in the West and we're we're not of Africa, we're of America. And so what are they what are they trying to say if there is other what there are other realities and that's not the only civilization? Uh, and I, so I wrote this paper on the sublimation of the female, uh, and technology spellers that possibly can be stealing her, can be blocking her, um, and I think it is a real problem. I think a lot of women, after they reach the age of procreation, some, sometimes they feel like if they lose their looks, um, that maybe they can't get a job, or some of them kind of drop out, or they become, somebody sits at home and watches television a lot, um, if they're still okay in it, of course, uh, which is a technology speller that is keeping them also up to date about the reality construct they're in and what is happening with other people in there. They are still okay in it. Um, and if there are, which the NIH and CIH uh, acknowledges, many uh, biogrids and energy grids, uh, and there are tons of movies on rogue grids, uh, and if you get deep into research about deep grids and deep thoughts, uh, it's very possible with the dark web that there are tons of women that get stolen, mm. uh, and people might not even know this is happening if there are different biogrids and different variations of the self, like Bernard Carr said, uh, which we brought up in Episode 2. He's uh, the former head of Psychical Research in London. There is a multiverse, and there is a multiself. So it's possible there are some selves being stolen and some selves not being stolen, and this might be uh, part of the reason that mental illness even exists if it's real. It might be people lost in another reality and everything is still connected somehow and they might not be in the best. And it might be coming through in energy forms to make other versions of the self sick. It might be coming through in energy forms to make the other versions of the self neurotic and uh, maybe even discontent with what they're doing with themselves, or or if they're too much trying to fit in with a group and they don't really even like what the group is doing anymore. And so, This is uh, also humans um, have evolved to a certain point where they have been living to a certain age. You know, they live to be senior citizens, but that's been something going on a long time. And even with modern medicine, it doesn't seem like it's really increasing the age spectrum. So there's some kind of blockage, even with technology today, even with medicine today. It's like they're just in it for a certain amount of time to procreate if they do, to learn a certain subject matter if they do. Uh, to stay autonomous if they can for so long. And that's really it. Uh, and it's temporary. And what is it to die? Maybe when we die, we don't even die. Maybe we go into another energy grid and it's something else. And maybe some people go into higher and some people go into lower. And those are also with technology or without technology. And that could be part of what mental health is if you believe in the paranormal and the occult. And it really might be that simple. Uh, and it really might. That's, an, that's another explanation beyond just scientific with the DSM. And you know these are the diagnostics for this, this, and that, depending on if you have psychotic features or depressive features, or if you have um, you're on the autistic spectrum, etc. Anxiety, whatever. There are gajillions and gajillions of mental health disorders, and everybody, if they sit down with the DSM. I guarantee you, everybody. If they're honest with themselves, they could find one that kind of is like, I kind of have that one. Even if they're high functioning and autonomous and healthy, if they want to, they can. They can be like, I have mild, I have generalized anxiety disorder, where sometimes I have mild bouts of anxiety, or you know, I have cyclothymia, or like mild depression that comes and goes, but it's not overtaking my life. Or there's gajillions of them. So. If there is something else to it where it's not just the scientific explanation in a book that was just written by, you know, men and women that named diseases and uh, codified it by their understanding in the mid-20th century, and that's what we use today in the hospitals to say, you know, we think you have this and maybe you should take this pill and we should talk about it a little bit just for a few minutes or something, which is what they really do in mental health words in hospitals today. Um, If there's something beyond it, it might be from the beyond. It might be with technology, and it it might be uh, with the afterlife, or it might be with stolen people. And I think it's real. Um, When I was little with the temple, again, I sang, I think I said on the last episode, uh, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. And again, it means uh, Israel is at one uh, with the world, with God, with the word. Uh, Synchronization of all information. So Israel is real, I think. And uh, I think my mom, right after I sang that, she got a job teaching across town special education uh, with uh, Temple Israel, which is another temple in New York City, and she worked a lot with autistic children. And a lot of them, she had her master's degree in special ed, and, you know, she learned uh, special ed codifications, too, and, like, what the diagnostics are, but... She also felt like the real truth was a lot of them, if they really are on a certain level of the spectrum, because there are different levels of the spectrum with autism, where some people are more present and some people are really far sort of back in their head. And the ones that are more present, you know, it's just sometimes they have, like, emotive uh, differences that you can see in their face that are different than the average person, where they don't make as much eye contact, or they mumble a little, or they laugh about something a lot in their head because they're thinking about something else instead of being present. So... Um so one oh she ah, So that is my roommate with my cat so my cat's me yeah. up okay so anyway getting back to that uh with the autism a lot of the time it's uh, she thought that it was not just that they were um weren't exactly uh, in the scientific codifications of, you know, what, the, what, the, what it looks like or, or what the different breakdowns are. She thought they were really maybe sometimes in another reality. Like sometimes she'd have one student that would like start calling out and see another reality in her head and, and recall that she's in another room and seeing another reality while she's sitting in the room. And she thought it was real. She thought maybe she really was. And there's tons on this. You can, you can study autism. And there are tons of people that sometimes think if they have a certain type that they really might not be and They really might be in another reality. And I think she directed uh, Peter Pan and put a lot of them in it when, when she was uh, teaching at Temple Israel, uh, which is about a fantasy, sort of uh, children with imagination go into another reality with fairies and uh, magical beings. And then they come back to they come back home. And they're they're lucky that they're okay again. And maybe, uh, when I moved back to New York, right before I went back to grad school, I, I worked with some autistic adults, and one of them actually was even coincidentally in the production. And she remembered it from when she was a little girl. And she even brought it up with me because uh, I think I, I told her that I had a mother that worked at a school that she went to, and she remembered the production and that she was in it, and she really loved it, she said. Uh, so that's, you know, these things happen sometimes when something's trying to communicate it. Sometimes it can be. She is somebody that's very present and can, like, uh, function and can have a job and can go to college and these sorts of things. Uh, so she's on a higher end of the spectrum. But sometimes in life, things also come back when you're studying, again, with the mirrors. And it might be real. It might be, you know, people from another reality or beings from another reality trying to synchronize us to certain people and certain information. And especially if it's positive, that's great. It's great to learn from each other and to have things pop up again and see these these, uh, situations or language come back again. Uh, But moving forward, I think that there needs to be a higher awareness with technology um, and people. Otherwise, the human race will keep repeating. They'll keep repeating, you know, it's the 1980s again, it's the 1990s again, and they won't pass a certain level. And it'll always keep repeating that they could have the house and the bank and the child and the job and the college and then you know young adult sex life and then you know go and have fun when you're young and settle down when you get older or do something interesting if you have abilities and that and this will keep repeating but it might not go beyond a certain point if there's something not acknowledged about possibly there are people being still and possibly that's what mental health is possibly it's not just uh, science breakdowns and books so I think that's something that we need to start thinking about as a collective if we care about the human race and we care about women especially. Uh, and um, I think that's about it for today. Okay, Anchor, thanks again for another long, spontaneous ramble. And sorry for the interruption with my cat coming on the room. I don't know if you guys could hear her. Meow, meow, Uh She's a black cat. Her name is Fortuna. Uh, Like from uh, Carmina Barana, the goddess of uh, good and bad fortune is, is her name. And she's really cute to me. She's imperfect, but cute. So sorry for the interruption for tuna meowing a few minutes ago in the middle of the episode. But thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you all soon.